What's going on, everybody? You're welcome back to another episode of the Food Joint Podcast. I'm your host, P. It's your boy, Mills. What's going on, man? I can't call it, man. Finally getting better. I was down for a little bit. Oh, man, listen, you and me both. As a matter of fact, it's ironic. We was down at the same time, so it kind of like worked itself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Oh, you, sh- happy new year. Happy new year, bro. Yeah. We ended the fourth quarter 2022 on a, on a, on a high Smoking. note. Smoking. Yeah. I'm pro- matter of fact, that up, man. I'm proud of us, yo. We was... We locked in. We was turning these Johns out. Nobody had to wait. Y'all got bonus episodes. We did, like we really like yeah. Pedal to the metal. That that, that means twenty three is going to be bigger and better. I told you this our year. Yeah, I've been be. I've been saying this since the first one we recorded. I said, bro, we got something. Yeah. And then I be trying to find somebody that's doing what we doing. You know what's funny? I was looking around and I was I was listening to like other other food related podcasts, mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I don't care black or white. They're not talking what we talking. They're not giving in the information. No. I even check like you know white podcasts, and it's just like somebody famous and their homie. Okay. One I ran across where it was two chefs, but they just spent most of the time bullshitting and drinking. Okay. Which is cool, but I watch Love and Hip Hop for that. Right, right. <laughs> like, I don't, no, give me some productive information. Yeah. So it's it's great because we're in a space where, where it's like we're at a party and we came to the party mad early. And then when everybody else comes, it's going to be too late. Yeah, it's done. It's yeah. done. We cover too much ground. It'll just sound like they, they was doing that over there. Exactly, exactly, and it's going to be they were doing that over there, and we don't even necessarily know who they are. You don't have to, so it makes it better. Y'all don't got to know. Listen, the people that are listening that don't know us that came across the podcast and just started listening, that's cool. We just became friends. Yeah, we just became friends. Welcome to the family. So y'all, as much a part of it. As anybody that just knows us in the street now, when it gets popping and you see us on other podcasts or TV, putting that out there, you're going to be like, oh, that's my man. And we're going to be like, that's the homie. Right, right, right. And just for their clarification, before we get into it, remind the listeners where they can find us. Yes, sir. At the Food Drawn Podcast on Instagram. You can also find us or email us, I should say. The food John podcast dot com at gmail dot com. Pardon me. T H E F O O D J A W N P O D C A S T at gmail dot com. And last time I checked, we're streaming on a couple uh couple places, right? Shout out to us. We finally on Apple. So it is no excuse now. We're finally on Apple. Yeah. I kinda was like, let's wait before we take us to the big dog. And it's funny because when I first started telling people in initially mm-hmm. that we you can find us on Spotify. Of course. And uh, you can find us on Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Uh, my mom was like, y'all on Audible too. So I was like, wait, what? And then, she, and then she, you know, I did my research. I'm like, oh, Amazon owns, owns Audible. Okay. So that helps. And then. But, you know, they, everybody, not everybody. A lot, a lot of, people of people were though. saying, well, you know, I got, I got Apple Music. I don't have these other ones. All right, that's cool. But we're on Apple now. So, like you said, there's no excuse. At this point, if you're not listening, it's because you genuinely don't want to. And that's fine. This is a very niche thing. It's very niche. But at the very least, I know that the people that are not a part of the industry that don't understand what we're talking about, it all comes back to, I'm listening for what you eat in the tales. And I take take solace in that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because... Cause they're listening. They're listening, and they may not even understand, but they understand the stories. They understand like what you eat. Cause maybe we're opening somebody's eyes to, well, maybe I should try that one day. Right. As a matter of fact, before we get into it, cause it's going to be a heavier episode. Oh yeah. Let's get into what we ate this week. So, I have this tradition. Okay. You know, how traditionally black people eat black eyed peas to yeah. bring in. Love them. I never had them. The look of utter disdain on your face. And I said this a couple of weeks ago. I know when the fan be hearing this, they be disappointed in me. Wait, in but your life? I never had them. Okay, let me rephrase that. 
the kind of black eye, the stew black eyed peas that black people frequent every New Year's, I've never had. Now, I'm in this culinary industry. I've had them in a salad, like okay. a like a black eyed pea with arugula. Like I've had it like that. But traditionally, in my family, every New Year's, you eat something expensive. You bring in the money toward you. So, okay. lamb chops, lobster tail. Okay. Seafood, right. seafood mac. Oh, okay. You was on. You you went all the way. Yeah, lobster crab. Mm. Shrimp. All right. Lamb chops. Gotcha. No green beans. Okay, but like, my lobster mac is fire. I got some in the fridge. I like. Oh, oh! You can you can do yeah, some. I, food. That, I, got yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, here we go. And I'm happy you had that. Yeah, it was a task because you know when you're sick, you don't have really have much of an appetite or energy or energy. Yeah. But I was like, I'll I'll sleep till 4 p.m. and then get it going, and it worked out. All right. When New Year's New Year's Eve, I was at work half the day. And I, I I felt terrible when I got home, but I never lost my appetite, which was good. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I had actually had a grub at work because once I got home, it was over. But I had a shrimp quesadilla. Fire. Yeah. And I really like don't particularly care for them, mm-hmm. um, but it was cool. It's always he was at work. It's always like let me make something real quick, and then you make it as good as you feel like making it. And it's funny because um, I had actually bought some to work with me, mm-hmm. and I'm on hot side. I'm doing my thing. I'm knocking knocking out what I got to knock out. And I said, you know what? While I'm over here, I'm be over here for a little bit. Let me just make something real quick, real yeah. quick. Nobody knew what was going on. Cause I'm I'm working, right? And it wasn't like, hey, listen, this is what I'm doing. Like I really didn't have time. Yeah. But scarfed it down, and it was cool. Oh yeah, you know, it was it was cool. It's, it definitely served its purpose. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just gotta get right to it. Yep. So, so yes, sir. This is the COVID episode. Oh yeah, it's about. It. I um, listen, giving you guys a heads up. This is going to be a heavy episode. A heavy downer for sure. Debbie Downer, informational. Yeah. Also, this is an episode where you guys get to actually be ahead of the curve of what's coming. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going to still give you tales, give you something to laugh at, but just know this is going to be one of those more informational insight into the business conversations. And before we get into that, I just, I have some information, general information mm-hmm. that, you know, I just want to give give our listeners um because we've all lived through it the pandemic it came and went we were there mm-hmm. and um the city of philadelphia actually went into a state of emergency and it actually was my last day at work on march 13th 2020 okay that's when the country recognized that something's going on here mm-hmm. and we need to just shut everything down right so march 13th 2020 was officially a lot of people's last day of work yeah i was lucky enough not to go back to work until august 27th 2021 the fact that you have these dates is insane because i'll tell you why my last day i believe I believe was March 19th, 2020. Funny part. I felt myself burning out. And it's ironic enough. Two days before I called out. And then because I was like, I need I need a, a me day. I need two me days. Right. I came back. They were like, do you got that shit? And I was like, no, no, no. I had to reassure him. It was a couple people that knew I, I wasn't sick at all. I was just chilling. Right. And he was like, okay, go ahead, take this test. Jab the shit up my nose. Cool, come back. I don't got COVID. And then it's like, by the way, we're furloughing culinary, sales, and there was one other department I can't remember that got furloughed, the entire department. Mm. I went back August of 2020. We were only doing dinner. We were open from five to nine. 
Most people were. Right. Got furloughed again December 2020. Came back January 2020. Got furloughed again the end of February 2021. Oh, yeah. They was, they was, they was playing with y'all. It wasn't even so much. I don't even want to say it was playing. Nobody knew. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And if you remember, as soon as they figured something out, it was, all right, well, this is this is what we're doing now. And then two weeks later, all right, scrap that. We ain't doing that no more. It ain't working. Like, <laughs> we're doing this now. Yep. And um, <clears throat> it was it was crazy because it left us in a sense of, a lot of people were looking at it like, well, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Right. But like you said, nobody knew. It was it was this just, was all brand new. When was the, the last epidemic? Spanish? What was that? Nineteen eighteen? So like Yeah, then we had like look well, yeah, no, 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 no. SARS, bird flu, that was yeah. not even close to a pandemic. Yeah. Not even close. Because it just affected Bird flu was just East Coast, I think, yeah. I believe. Mad cow disease. Mad, that's always a thing. The Ebola thing. Mad cow disease is actually still around. Like, yeah, it never yeah. went away. Yeah. I believe it was Ebola that got... That was the mosquito thing, right? No, no, that was something different. Oh, maybe it was. I think it so, was There was something that happened. It was centralized in Atlanta, and you had a couple people here on the East Coast that, that had it. Yeah. Okay. I, okay, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, but, but like, not, nothing major like nothing this. Nothing major. And this is like... I believe it was Spanish flu. I believe it was 1918. We should we should do more research before we do this, but it doesn't matter. Just to put it in perspective, that was 1918. My grandmother was born in 1920. Okay, I got you. So, and my grandmother since my grandmother has since passed, but it's been three to four generations, maybe even five generations since anything remotely that close has happened. And those people like it just. Who's there to tell the story? I mean, a listen, book. Kudos to the people that work night and day to really like figure it out because the listen. death toll was ridiculous. Also, mm-hmm. people don't realize the first, the first reported, the first reported COVID case mm-hmm. was actually November seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Let me tell you something. In China, two weeks later, they shut down. Listen. Maybe December 2019, a friend of mine got sick real bad, real bad. Nobody knew nobody what it knew was. what the fuck it was. Nobody yeah. knew. They just knew she was at work and passed out. Fever off the charts. Yeah. So, like, nobody really knew. And even when it was that early and when we started, cases was getting reported, the, in, the <laughs> insane things that were being put out were like, yo, if you eat bats, you're going to get it. That was the first thing that got reported. And then shout out to shout out to my sister. She was working for the CDC at the time. Okay. She, when it got real, probably a week before she called. Okay. So like I've got the little heads up. Like something coming your way. She was like, It's it's unavoidable. If you don't gotta go outside, you better not go outside. And that was the that was one of the craziest things because you know you got people just in the house looking out the window mm-hmm. like if as soon as I open my front door it's going to get me <laughs> the boogeyman's coming yeah like it's going, like it's just <laughs> it's on my porch it's yeah. waiting for me to come outside but them explaining how it was it was not at first it was it's airborne then it was bodily fluids got a touch and then it was it was just a lot in the beginning there was nothing really concrete yeah and then when you mix fact with politics that's when it just went to shit yeah so this is not a political podcast we could say that for a that's a different conversation but it's just around the same time all that happened now let's bring it back to how it affected culinary and a couple weeks ago i brought it up there's last thing real quick before we get into that this is just mm-hmm. ridiculous just so people know so in 2020 mm-hmm. just in Pennsylvania there were 48,972 death related covid cases mm-hmm. before it really got ridiculous right in the US as a whole before it really got ridiculous 
1.1 million COVID-related deaths. Mm-hmm. Do you remember real quick in New York when it was so bad they was putting people in trailers? Yes. Outside of the hospital because there was no more room in the morgue? Yes. Listen. Refrigerated I, trucks, all mm-hmm. that? I remember. Listen, you know, my, my, my mom being an ER nurse, I'm asking her, like, how bad is it? And she would be miserable talking about it. Miserable. It was so much, so much people going in, not coming out, people coming in sick, people saying, Oh, I was a, at a party last night. And it's like, What are you doing? <laughs> like, this ain't, this could kill you. Right. And by the numbers show, it was killing people. Yeah. Rapid. And it wasn't even so much COVID, it's what it did to you. Yeah. I got a, a homie right now caught COVID, kidney failure. So he's still dealing with the yeah. after effects of it. I know people that caught COVID that never had asthma. Now they have asthma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was... I had it twice. Th- thank the Lord. I, I, I don't... I never had it. Twice. Crazy part. Mm-hmm. First time I had it, I wasn't vaccinated. I am now. Um, I wasn't vaccinated. Had it for... You know, had the quarantine for 14 days. It was the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. Um, thank God I didn't have all the symptoms, though. Okay. I had a little over half of them. S- smell and taste you lost? I lost, my, I lost my smell, but I didn't lose my taste, which was weird. Yeah, your olfactory is connected. <laughs> I, had, I had the body aches and pains. I had the cough. I had the the chills. I didn't. I didn't get the fever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was like, all right, you know what? I'm about to just binge everything. Oh yeah, because yeah. I have no choice. Yeah. But um, I was tired like the whole time. Like just doing a lot of sleeping. Um, lost my appetite at some point. Got over it. Funny story. Got over it. Two weeks later, I'm in Atlanta. Nigga shit. Yeah. You know you know I hate using that word. But yeah. Just, just shit. raw dog and all the air. Cause I can, because I had built up all them antibodies. Man. I was out here. And then you caught it again, which means you no, ain't doing it. I caught it again, but I caught it again like the next year. And vaccinated at this point, had it for five days, but I didn't even realize it was COVID until like day number four. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, I feel better now. Yeah. So, all the people I was around, my bad. Listen, knock on wood. Thank the Lord, I never, I didn't have it. You dodged a bullet. I. It was no fun. I I heard the stories. No fun. I heard the stories. My cousin had it. He had every symptom. He thought he was going to die. Bro. I uh, yeah. Bro. Like, Did you all listen? I was uh, growing up, and you could attest to this. You just gotta tell me what's the worst case scenario. Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna do what I can to avoid it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a funny story. Part of my French. I was young, probably like 10, 9, 10, 11, getting into child mischief. My mom said, Ain't no pussy in jail, you know that, right? That's all she had to say. That was just enough for me to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm not committing crimes. Yeah. What? That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. So once they said body flu but like you can just get it i'm cool and then you're hearing on top of that people are dying i'm really cool now i felt i felt bad for the people that was getting it in prison they were giving people early releases because of that too yeah yeah but it was like stipulations no for sure you know i'm saying like you know but if you if you on year three of a 10 a 10 bid and you getting out was the was I take the stipulation? No, no, not that. I heard, and I I don't know how true it is. I heard there were certain stipulations to who they let out early because of it. For sure, based on why they were there in the first place. Mm-hmm. For sure, no, no, no. That, that, like if like if you a lifer, you just don't have to deal with it. Yeah, you get <laughs> like, but if you you know. Something, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. So, I know you got the numbers as far as how it was related to food. I sort of. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give exact numbers because they're consistently changing. Okay. Which is some vague ones. 
we're cool. We just we just keep this vague. Like if we we keep this vague. Because cool. as I was doing my research, you are a hundred percent correct. I was looking, mm-hmm. doing my research, and I'm looking at one chart. And I'm looking at another chart, mm-hmm. and night and day is two, up complete, and down. two completely different things. Now, what well, I do know, mm-hmm. one thing as far as culinary, and you can attest to this, once they really knew what was going on, mm-hmm. the export import game for food completely shut down. That is the very first thing I want to touch on. Completely shut down. This is why I wanted to touch. This is the first thing I want to touch on. Not a number can explain it the way I'm going to explain it. Pick a food. Any food. Corn. Corn. Okay. So let's go through how corn goes from a cornfield to your house. All right. You have a cornfield. There's a person that tends to that field. Yeah. Maybe two or we'll just say we'll just say two people. Two people tend in this cornfield. COVID comes. Them two people go home. Once they stop tending to the cornfield, the person who's the people who are charged with moving the corn to the factory to get uh, cleaned, taken care of, like, you know, yeah, that whole thing is gone. So now that it went from two, we'll just say 10 people now, gone. Bye. See, all y'all go home. Drivers that take the corn from the factory to the supermarket gone so let's just say that 10 now becomes 20 and people in your supermarket that's charged with taking those that stuff off the truck gone see ya this is why the culinary field has just got destroyed and decimated you just literally the people that got said you know got sent home rightfully so we don't want to keep spreading this thing and it was people were getting it from their food you literally just um, obliterated a million plus jobs, maybe even more. Yeah. Crab, we'll just take crabs. There's a fisherman that catches it. There's somebody that freezes it. There's somebody that breaks it down, like gone. And then they're gone for an extended amount of time. And they're getting paid more staying home than they did when they were working. Yeah. What would sure. you do? I'm staying home. I'm not coming back to work. Right. You know, like. Like certain cuts of steak, like your wagyu's and all them, mm-hmm. nobody could get them. Mm-mm. Especially, no, you could get them. You're plant, you're paying a premium. You remember how much crab meat was before COVID? Yes, and you know how much it is now? Sixty dollars a pound. Yep, bruh. It was probably like eighteen <clears throat> to twenty-two, depending on what kind of crab meat you were getting before COVID. Crab meat. Um, crab, crab legs, fishermen, lobster tails, fishermen, lamb chops, <laughs> certain 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 cuts of steak. It wasn't even. Um, it wasn't even. Don't even go that far as the cuts of the steak. Tending to the animals became a task. Yeah, you don't even get to cut it open yet. Tending to the animals, the farmers. Once they once the thing came out that animals was getting it to. It, it, it became a mess. So I like I think that's why I wanted to keep it vague so we can nobody gets clouded by the numbers. I gave you very basic math numbers of going the five degrees of separation. I get that. Numbers can't explain that. No, this is what explains it. There's five degrees of separation from from when you go to the supermarket or you go to your food purveyor all the way up the chain to who picks it out the ground? Who fishes it? Who kills? Who kills it? Sorry, PETA, whatever. But who kills the animal? Like it's five degrees of separation. And I think not. Not I think I know. Mm-hmm. People really didn't pay attention to the soaring um, increase in how much food costs post COVID because mm-hmm. of all of the money that people got during COVID. Bingo. People weren't respecting money because it was i'm about to get more next week and the week after that and the week after that mm-hmm. so i'm not even paying attention to how much this costs because i got it and but how once many- that money slowed down 
It was wait a minute. This is this cost how much now? Mm-hmm. Bruh, it cost that much for the past six months. You just never paid attention to it because you didn't care. And that was the that was the gift and the curse with COVID. People that never had money that finally got it went crazy. Oh my goodness, went crazy. I can afford what now? It's 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 a mind it's a mind fuck. It's right. a mind fuck because you don't even understand. Let me, I'll put it to you like this. Where I was working at the time, I was doing all right. And I knew how to handle money and I was getting paid good. I was getting paid more than that. So it was like, wait, what? I don't want, I like, I'm not going to throw a number out there, but it was like my bonus check was my regular check. Mm. All right. So. But I was already used to it. I'm, I used to get bonus every month. So I'm used to it. I'm like, all right, that's nothing. Every time out, though, and I'm sitting at home. Right. Right. It's it's crazy. And then I had the four. But, you know, I'm on the luckier side of having the foresight. This ain't going to last. This ain't going to last. Yeah. So I was and like, they, put it up. And then they came. And you know what's <laughs> you know what slowed it down for everybody? W-2s. Yeah. They lit y'all. They lit that unemployment and your and your tax oh they lit people up and people realized this ain't free money yeah no because last year tax time people either owed money or if they did get a tax return it was like 200 300 because they was like no we're taking all this back my the money i owed was more than i've ever had to pay like you can any time before 2020 tax time, all the money I had to ever pay before combined still didn't equal that number. I believe it. And I was like, <sighs> you was pissed. I was, I knew, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't pissed per se, but it was like, I knew it. And I was prepared for it, but I wasn't, I didn't know I had to be that prepared. Right. But just, just to say, like the accessibility for everybody. You you're used to getting bottom. You're used to getting bag cereal. Now you can get the top shelf, the Fruit Loops, the Frosted Flakes. You can now do things, and I think mentally that's what he mentally that's what happened to people. You can now do things you couldn't do before. Yeah. What I read, let me see if you know what it was. Mm-hmm. The three things during COVID that everybody went crazy over: cars, clothes, and homes. That housing market was down. Well, that too. I was super vague. I should have. Oh, yeah. My fault. Three things that was almost always sold out. Oh, you talking about food wise? Crabs, wings. Went well four now. Crabs, wings, Hennessy. Yes. And Bel Air champagne. But here, here's the stupidity in that though. And you're absolutely right. I, like. <laughs> We could just umbrella alcohol, seafood, seafood, and chicken. I have a picture. We're gonna post some of this stuff on a gram chat because I on on an Instagram and tobacco because people tobacco. was hookah heavy. Yeah, because it was literally nothing to do. It was nothing to do, and instead of there was a lot, there was a sect of people that went off and did productive things, got their own businesses, and this ties into where the workforce goes. There's people who did what they needed to do, and then right. there's people that just was like, I don't know what free time is. My yeah. free time is 10 o'clock Friday night, 10 o'clock Saturday night, because I work Monday through Friday. Right. So it's, yeah, it was, yeah, alcohol went up. It, retail, oh my God. Y'all just, you watch Jeff Bezos, that number skyrocketed within the first three months. Oh, yeah. Oh, y'all home? All right. People need jobs? Yeah, go deliver my products in your car. And we'll pay you. Not what you should get paid, but we'll pay you. We can pay more. We're providing a product and a service. It was the ultimate, like, capitalistic move. Yeah. So. Stock market was up and down, but it boomed a little bit. No, it was up for who it was up for. If you didn't have to go outside. I got a little lucky during that time in the stock market, too. And then I crash and burn. Uh, 
I broke even. Yeah. I broke even because I had, I had, right as soon as it happened, I put sales on any movie theater company. Yeah. So like yeah, I sold I sold all that, but I was doing options and stocks and puts and now that's a different thing. But I was saying, I was saying, AMC is going to bottom out, and I got paid from that. Yeah, I just when they I jumped too early when they said, oh we're opening and everything. Okay, and okay. I jumped too early, and then they bottomed out again, and I was like, I, I should have just chilled. You know which one I got lucky on real quick. You better and- not say GameStop. Yep. You motherfucking. You ain't call me. <laughs> Listen. Listen. GameStop we went the, crazy. We in the crib. It's COVID. There's nothing going on. The new Xbox had dropped at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, GameStop, they're going to have them. They're going to mm-hmm. have the games. It's brand new. Let me just put a little bit of money in the GameStop. I had put like. Don't get a number. Don't give a number. Put some money in there initially. It was a little bit. Then I said, no, I'm putting some more in. Then I put some more in. Had a nice amount. Um, what we can say, it was what, like $19 of stock? Bruh, I had over like 30 shares. Yo. And I was like, I'm cool. I'm just going to sit on this. Mm-hmm. And then that, sh- that shit happened. That shit went. How from- it happened. That shit went. And 19, I said, what, I said, what $19. I remember this went to nine from 19 to 22, something like that, to 250 something dollars per yeah. share. Yeah. And I was already in. And I said, it's going to bottom out at some point. Oh, and it did. And I said, before I lose my money, I'm selling all of it. Them hedge fund people came with axes and spears. Bruh, when I, when I finally, when I cashed out, you did all right. Yeah. I know you, I, you did all right. You just leave it. And that's, that's the money I took to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and had a ball. But listen, see, in the, and like, with th- those are the things like COVID was great. It was great if you had the presence of mind to be prepared. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Getting back on the culinary thing. Nobody really knew. And then so there wasn't really a getting prepared. It was like, what's about to happen? It was a lot of wait and see. And then when they started opening restaurants slowly but surely. Right. People <laughs> people that started to them first month of COVID when people realized they didn't know how to cook and how to feed themselves. That's when you started to see very specific things never being stocked in the supermarket. What was one thing you remember? Never being stocked? Never being stocked. Oh, my goodness. Um, Besides wings. That's different. That's people who kind of have a good idea how to cook. Like TV dinners? Like, fro- like frozen stuff? Microwavable stuff? Uh-huh. And what else? Uh, Ramen noodles. Oh, my goodness. You can't find them nowhere. Because it was, they got that first month exposed people that didn't even have basic survival skills. Yeah. That is only boil and pour or boil water, pour it in a cup. It's effortless. It's funny you say that because we eat a nice amount of oodles and noodles in the house when we don't feel like cooking. You want something mm-hmm. fast. Nowhere. But p- because people were surviving off of that. What was the toilet paper thing? I don't know. Don't even give me the line. I don't know. I don't know. Was it like I think that was a scare tactic? It was just like when Y two. It was definitely a scare tactic, like the Y two K thing with with uh, computers. No, with water. When people were having like an obscene amount of water in their home when Y two K came and nothing happened, and now you got eight hundred and fifty gallons of water in your basement. Yeah, toilet paper. I didn't understand. Like you, they should have been something else. Just. In case mm-hmm. Y2K happened at midnight, I was standing in front of an ATM. Just in case. I was in middle school, bro. I didn't care. <laughs> I know. Just in case. I was in middle school. I was like, all right, nothing happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But no. So, like, that first month of COVID for people who didn't know how to cook or feed, feed themselves, 
anything instant was disappearing. Canned vegetables were fully stocked all the time. Yeah. All the time. The things that you really should be having in your home, they were on the shelves. They were on the shelves. People out people got this thing about canned vegetables. No, I mean, canned vegetables are trash, but when the world is going to shit and you have nothing to eat, that canned vegetable you buy in March 2019 is good March 2020. Yeah. So like it was you know, proper preparation against poor performance. People weren't preparing properly and then they fell in the end. This is where it kicked off for culinary. I think it was the second month where they said restaurants can open. They made the restaurants that were open, labor force wise, they were killing the people that worked there. Because you may have one chef, you may have two chefs. So like when I went back to work, it was just me doing the entire kitchen. Yeah, mind I thought, you, I, mind you, I was in a major market hotel, so there was we had twenty people on schedule. Now it goes from twenty to just one. Yeah. yeah. So it, you, I remember that you burnt you burnt out the people that were there, but financially, the business was making a killing because everybody had a surplus of money. Now we get to order food, and now people are eating out every day. This is the thing that I hate. And we touched about this. We touched on this a couple weeks ago. The thing I hated was the people that started selling platters in that between time that didn't know what the fuck they were doing, that were buying up a bunch of shit and not knowing how to cook it. <coughs> Pardon me. That were taking the money from the restaurants. Not you. You knew what you were doing. You were selling platters. They were. You had a brand. You had it put together. Yeah. There was a, you know the people I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, the ones where it's like, oh, that, that's my man, that's my man, girl, or we used to work together, so because we got a relationship already, I'm going to give them a play mm-hmm. just because it's the right thing to do, and then you feel like you just got gypped out of $30, because it's like, I could have made this myself. Right, yeah, like, no. like this sound, this this tastes like it's right out the can. I ain't even hit it with no seasoning, and it's funny because <laughs> every time somebody would get a shitty platter or get some subpar food from somebody else, mm-hmm. I would always hear my man voice in the back of my head. The fuck is this? The fuck is this, chump? <laughs> <laughs> That's but- why I made sure. I like did my thing when I put it out mm-hmm. because I was like, nah, I, I can't go out like that. And he knew I was slinging mm-hmm. and he never bought nothing from me neither. But it's, he knew how to cook. Yeah. Save that, that, save that money. That money was for the money you was getting. That's from people that didn't know what they was doing. And he told me that too. He was like, yo, he like, first off, you know where I live. Am I driving all the way to your crib? To get something that I can make in a house by myself. Yeah. He was like, I'm not doing that. And then he said, if I get it and it ain't what I want, then I'm going to want to put hands on you. So <laughs> you saving, you, you saving yeah. both of us a, a headache. Like it was, I caught, I caught platters from no, a couple did. of days. But it was, it was, I'm showing love to my man. But it was the, I remember it was one thing I told you, bro. Let me tell let me, chefs, and this I'm in full chef mode. I said, bro. Don't salt your lamb days before. That was the only thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I remember and, that. And it was something so small. Everybody that had it, you told me everybody that had it loved it. I'm like, no, no, no I'm, this is how you, this is how you become a professional. This is the little thing. Yeah, was, I remember that. And I, and it's funny because after we had that conversation, I remember uh, the babe was like, "You not prepping your stuff up?" And I'm like, "No, I got a piece of advice." For Mills, and he's you know, he, he was like, blah blah blah. He, I told her what you told me, and I said, Now I'm only doing it at service, that way, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't take anything away from it, right? And she was like, Oh, all right, that makes sense. And then she, of course, you know, she yeah, ate right. whatever she wanted, she had it the way I was doing it, and then she had it the way I started doing it after you put me on, mm-hmm. and she was like, Oh, that's night and day. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. But think about it. Think about it that way. How many people were slinging platters that didn't have a person to tell them that? Where it didn't come off as, quote unquote, 
hate. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't and listen, and this is the thing that I hated. Everybody that was selling platters that wasn't getting good reviews, oh, they just hating. No. You just can't cook. And that's okay. But don't take money away from the people that actually professionally know what they're doing because you being selfish and yeah, mate, you found a way. Cool. Right. But if you're not even gonna put forth the effort to learn what you're doing, you just oh, does you just do No, it's not it's not you're cheating people you're cheating people and i think also in this business in culinary i mean in life but Mm -hmm. especially in culinary only because we've been doing this for so long you have to be able to accept constructive criticism you people get defensive when they don't understand who the information is coming from yeah you know me you know how long you know how long i've been doing this there's no, and you know me as a person. Ain't no, I'm not a hater. Right. You look good. I look good. Yeah. So if you start getting into trouble because you can't keep up, who you calling? Your no, boy. Yeah. You yeah, gonna call right. your boy? Yeah. No, cause I remember, cause I had some, uh, I had some catering gigs and mm-hmm. everything else, and you was like, yo, look, you get any larger scale gigs that you and the babe can't handle, just you two. Let me know. I, I come through. And I was like, bet. And, mm-hmm. you know, having people in your corner mm-hmm. to help you because they just want to see you shine, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people lack. It's it's humility. Yeah. And remember, this goes back to how subjective this business is. Yeah, you, yeah I'm nice. I could really cook. Okay, cool. Let me see some. And it's not from me... No, it is coming from me being arrogant. But I know how much blood, sweat, and tears I put into this. Right. I know what it looks like. I know, like, oh, he know what he's doing. I know what that looks like. It don't take. It don't even take long for me to assess it. Perfect example. There was this dude in Texas, killing, killing, and I was like, it don't look right. He was killing. He was killing the platter thing. I'm like it don't look right but he was he was getting it he's still getting it no he got exposed okay charged i think it was like 120 what wait listen wait listen no that's a norm that's common for it was like four courses 120 okay okay brunch okay why they got ego waffles that was it that was the one mm-hmm you ain't mentioned that a long time ago. I said, bro, it, like, why you why you just sit egos in front of me? Yes, that was oh okay. Yeah, now it makes sense. And he was cheating the people. Yeah, you're saving money, but little culinary tip: flour, eggs, sugar, milk. All that is cheaper than buying Eggo waffles. And if you were in the business and you understood. That you would have got your money back tenfold had you just do the the proper thing, bruh. And not even I mean that too, but bruh, even if you ain't want to make it from scratch, you can buy the big ass bags of the just add water, and then add some cinnamon, add some sugar, whatever what I, the case mm-hmm. may be, and rock out. But you were, but people were cheating people, and they were putting out a product they couldn't really stand behind, and got overwhelmed. Because, yeah, it's not like before the pandemic, people order out, but it's not like an everyday thing. People right. were ordering out every day to survive, bruh. People, bruh. Once, bruh. Once places opened up, the brunch mm-hmm. game, it, the, uh, the all of it was on a beam. All of it, all of it, all of it, and it was lucrative. Until the game got sullied. And during that time when the game got sullied by people not knowing what they was doing, them prices started skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. All that product, eggs went from 169 for a carton to 299 $329. They were gradually doing it to people, and people weren't even paying attention. Some places, I noticed a gallon of milk got as high as like $7, $8. Yes. Gas, all that stuff. And all that money that they kept raising these prices, rightfully so, because you don't have the 
you don't have the labor force to keep yeah. up with the infrastructure was the, completely different completely broke down and yes you you have to raise the price that's how supply and demand works once people started realizing that they should have went right back to work they should have went back to work but they didn't and now which brings us to the point we at right now the labor force in the culinary field is horrible oh my goodness horrible horrible to people like you don't have enough you don't have enough staff most of the time the staff you do get questionable at best the ones that that were serviceable and pretty good went off started their own thing and they're doing all right for themselves yeah yeah no you're absolutely right because you get people nowadays Mm -hmm. that either never did it before Mm -hmm. or they did it on just sticking with culinary they did it on a fast food level which is now depends on what kind of fast food you're talking oh yeah yeah because i'll take a person that worked at fridays before i take a person that worked at mcdonald's yeah yeah you know yeah i get that and but it's, it's crazy because they get in and depending on where they're working they get overwhelmed because it's like mm-hmm. where's where's everybody else it's like no this is it this is it like, like this is this is us right here like well what do you mean and then you you go you in go mode and you put and you putting it in and you're putting in eight to 10 to 12 hour days more than that double that and it's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i ain't signed up for all this and it's like what did you think you were signing up for and that right there that mentality is ridiculous and i'm gonna tell you why that lets me know how green people were and how people were just like fuck it i need to get a job we were doing nine ten up to maybe even up to like 18 hours before covid it was it was normal not saying it's right but it was normal when i was working in restaurants it would be not it would me working from 9 a.m to 11 12 at night that wasn't that was regular that was regular now you were getting paid for it now was that regular for you because of the it's position the, you had it was the nature of the business because I'll, t- I'll give you it's the nature of the business because pre- because pre-covid oh yeah see pre-covid the restaurant the path i was going down okay was you eat sleep and live it like there's nothing else there there is like yeah we service started at 11 a.m Right, but you get in at nine because you're prepping the day of for the entire day. Right, right. No, I get that. So and there's like, it leads to chef burnout, but you don't even realize it because that's just a normal day. But was it that way because you were the chef, like you were the guy? When I was in restaurant, when I was in restaurants, I was never the guy. And the only reason I asked that is I was I was all right. Like I I get what you're saying. I was the guy because. I was the best in there. Okay. And every time I stepped foot in, I made it a conscious effort to be like, y'all can't fuck with me. Gotcha. And I loved it. I loved it. I love, it was the best part of my week. See, and this is, this goes Mm -hmm. back to what you said before about our career paths being totally different Mm -hmm. because working at the hotel, you know, I wore the hats that I wore, you know, a line cook, Mm-hmm. Um, cafeteria, banquets, whatever they needed me to do, I was doing. But whatever was on my schedule, with the exception of the couple days where, again, you're on a schedule to work eight, but then you're in there for 12. Yeah. Sometimes it's unavoidable. But most times, my schedule was my schedule. I was in and out. My schedule used to say in. I in. Yeah. It, it, and it would be... Now, what I would do is I would pick my, I'd listen, I can't work this block of days, and I would give advance notice, um, hey, this holiday, I'm not working. But it was, you got to think about it. I started off hotels, wasn't fulfilled. This shit is easy. I got to a restaurant, 
and it's the best time of my life. Got you. So I was, and then I had, I wanted to be, my goal was to be an exec in a restaurant. It didn't happen that way, but I jumped a spot. I went from Sue, skipping exec, corporate trainer. Okay. So it's a different, it was, it was definitely different, but I'm 25, 26, 27. Yo, we need you to go to New York. Yo, we need you to go to D.C. We about to, we thinking about opening a property in Kansas City. We're going to need you to go out there. I'm having a time of my life. Right. Yeah, I'm in here all day. I don't care. Right. <laughs> but it's a different thing. So, like, we double back to the people that are coming in it now that don't even understand this is, there is a such thing as mandatory overtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. D- those are the people that had it. They didn't know what was going on before COVID. And this is the workforce you're getting now. People always forget Yes, it's it's demanding work. No, it absolutely is. But there's money in it. There's money in it. You know my vices are clothes and cologne. And I don't cheat myself. It's money in this business. Yeah. I think the people that were in it, mm-hmm. that were getting burnt out before COVID, a lot of them had to have found new career paths and said, I'm off this. I need, yeah, I need, I need stability. This, I, need, the, I need to know from day to day when I'm in, when I'm out. This podcast is that for me. Because I had a run. I told you, I had a damn near 10-year run. I didn't take a vacation. A real vacation. A real, you're gone for an extended amount of time and you do not think about it. Don't even cross your mind. Mavic four or five days. Oh man, let me tap in. Let me make sure everything cool. Like, not a real vacation. COVID was my real vacation, and I learned you. I you can't live like that. No, I miss not. so much. What a time to be alive, though. Oh, I can't wait. Listen, this is what I talked to this about my one of my homies. I was like, think about what we can tell our grandkids, Bruh. COVID. Locked in a house for two years. Uh, 9-11. Yeah. Go, uh, you could say Gulf War. You were around for that. Yeah. Afghanistan. Like, think about the, the, the things that have happened over the past, we'll just say 35, 40 years. I'd say 35, 40, you're a little older than me. So there are certain things that you was there for. But it's a five-year difference and four or five-year difference. And it's still, I could still say, like, God damn, like, that happened? Malice at the Palace in Auburn Hills. Oh, my goodness. What? I'll watch that in live. <laughs> me too. That was so crazy. That was such a crazy cultural moment in time. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where I was when I was watching it go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, Yeah. So Gold just dropping eighty one on the Raptors. Yeah, it's not a sports podcast. I know, but we're talking. About <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, that, cultural events that have happened, and COVID was the the exclamation point at the end. Y'all can't go outside because there's this sickness that's floating around, and it, the amount of people that it killed is insane. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, and this, I knew it was it was like going to shit, and you already touched on it. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to shit when they said household pets can get it. I didn't even have bays yet. Like, well, we had ours. I called. I call, I I got him. <laughs> I got him a week after I got to, got back to work. Yeah, I'm like, what? So my so my dog, my cat can get COVID mm-hmm. now. And it was it was crazy, and so you think about your household dog dog cat could get it. Like, what do you do? I'm sure, cows, chickens. I'm sure everything you eat can yeah. get it too. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, a lot of people a lot of people went vegan over COVID. Yeah. Okay. I think about the fault though. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not even by default. Like. Yes, okay, yeah, you're it's it's a healthier lifestyle. But do you even but some people who went vegan didn't even really understand or comprehend what being vegan is. I tried. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I did like too. When, when I when I um changed my diet and I went pescatarian, mm-hmm. my first initial was to go vegan 
and I did the vegan thing for like a week, and I said, no, this isn't for me. I did it for, I think, like 67 days. Mm, nope. But you got to, the the first week is is hard. The second week is when your body changes, and then you start having, like, going to withdrawal. Yeah. And then after that, it's kind of easy. Like so, so I said, you know what? I'm not giving up seafood. I love it too much. I'll mm-hmm. just do the pescatarian thing, but I'll I'll give everything else up. Okay, like just so real quick, so just for our audience who really, really want a understanding of what being vegan is, you eat nothing that has at any point had eyes. Yeah. So no dairy. No dairy no comes cheese. from a cow eyes. Cheese cow. comes from a cow eyes. Fish eyes. Beef, cow eye, like nothing with eyes. So like even when I went through my my thing with being vegan at a certain point, I was like, man, this shit easy. But it's also because I know I know how to cook and I understand. Okay, I can't use butter. I use olive oil. Oh, I can use avocado oil. I know the different. Right. I need something to taste similar to this. So you would a lot heavy on the cashew almond milk, all that. It was almond milk. Almond milk. Almond milk. But it wasn't even. I was not a heavy milk drinker anyway, so that wasn't the issue. And the crazy part is, I gain weight being vegan. Yes, you're eating more because you got to sub, you got to substitute the, right. the protein, but it was a different kind of like eating, a lot more. Do you like um, hearts of palms? No, me neither. I tried it. Oh no, no, because they because they they use a lot of hearts of palms to substitute making a vegan seafood dish it's a t- nah, it don't wasn't for me put that up there with olives for me like they got the same similar so pardon me so no nah, no nah. but i it was a lot of roasted vegetables like roasted vegetables i was mushroom bowl i still am and it got to like how you like the oyster mushrooms okay then you ever like fry them Jones up? They're okay. You gotta get to like <laughs> some real chef shit. Once you get to like um uh black trumpets, hen of the woods, lion's mane, lobster mushrooms, like once you start getting to the upper echelon, it changes your mushroom perspective. Lobster mushrooms delicious. Fucking psh, damn near beat for beat, just like a lobster. Yeah. So once you start getting up there and guys write those names down, like, these are real, like, you're going to spend some money, but you will not regret it. And then also, like, when you when you get to the upper echelon of certain foods and certain food categories, you are going to have to, without a shout of a doubt, change where you shop. Yes and no. Your common places have these items. Nobody buys them because they don't even know what to do with them. So they either sit there and nobody touches them. And they're like, well, we're not restocking this again. We only put stuff that's going to sell. Right, absolutely. But, but you, once you catch them, I was in Giant. They had lion's mane mushroom. I said, well, psh, I'm taking these. I know exactly what to do with them. But I can I, see that, though. I can see a giant having that. For sure. But it's not it's not common. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's common. Like, on the whim, I was in Wegmans. Well, Wegmans is a completely different thing. That is not, that's not. Wegmans has a restaurant in it. Wegmans is not your standard. No, absolutely not. But I think, like, when I was in there. You were amazed at the variety of things that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a specialty supermarket. Yeah, because I was working at a at a store and they were building a Wegmans in the parking lot. Okay. So and I said as soon as this place opens, I'm going in there cuz at that point I've never been in one. Oh yeah, yeah. Changed my perspective on everything. Yeah. So listen, real quick before we get out of here. It was a good talk, the, man. We Oh, ab- excellent. We hit the listeners with a lot of information. Mm-hmm. We have to end this episode on a high note. For sure. So, let's hit them with a, let's 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 hit them with the tales. Just to brighten up the day, if if we got one, you got one. Yeah, I got one. All I right. So, you want to start? Or you want me to start? I got you. I'll start. All right, go ahead. Um, you remember a few tales ago when I said it was snowing in the kitchen? Yeah. All right. So this t- 
It was raining in the kitchen. Come on. Not that, and this is a different kitchen. And I will upload the video to Instagram. So y'all be on the lookout for that. All right. I come into work. This is this was one of those, yeah, I'm coming in at 10, leaving at 12 or 1 o'clock. Okay. I come in early, you know, get in the kitchen in order. OCD back, oh, my OCD back then was like going. So I was like coming early, organize the kitchen, then start getting ready to prep. Okay. I just hear bloop, 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 bloop. I look over by the three base sink. I'm like, the sink's not on. What the fuck is that? Then I hear, <laughs> I'm like, what is that? So I look and I see water pouring from the ceiling by our ice machine. That's Prob- wild. Problem number one, because the ice machine has a crease in it where it stops larger items from getting in. But once water gets in there, you can't, like once water gets in that little crease, you can't do nothing about it. It's coming right through. Right. So I go, Okay. All right, well, let me call maintenance, call maintenance. They're on their way. Maybe a pipe burst. It's not bothering us. Nobody, no, so everybody used the other ice machine. No big deal. Right. I go in the walk-in. It, all, um, we had a, you had, a walk-in is like a refrigerator. We go into the refrigerator. We had two parts. So you, there's a refrigerator you walk into. That's one door. Inside the refrigerator, there was another door. That so that's freezer? No, it was another refrigerator. So that's where we kept meat and seafood. Okay. And then on the front, the first door, that's produce. where we kept produce. Gotcha. When I tell you it was pouring on the produce too. Oh my God. And we had to clean it up because we and salvage what we could and then we had service two hours later. <laughs> and what happened was a pipe did burst and in the actual kitchen was a drop ceiling, which was a bad idea anyway. Right. Then it got into, I don't even know how it got into the walk-in, but I think because of the amount of water that was coming down. It found its way. It found its way. And we sitting there, mop putting buckets down, buckets ain't, buckets did nothing. So it was raining in the kitchen that day. That's crazy. It had to clean it up. And still, it got service done, but we all was angry and wet. Yeah, of course, I bet. But then, you know, you stand in front of the broiler and you dry in like eight minutes. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> That's what wild. you got. Yeah. All right. Torrential, torrential weather in every kitchen I worked in. So to keep it as short and sweet as possible, I'm looking through my tails. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with forgot my food. Oh, man. So this is the nursing home. Mm-hmm. This is like way after you was gone. Okay. So, again, we didn't, you know, we didn't have a kitchen traditional yeah yeah yeah. so we got our food from our sister facility and it was delivered so at night when the when dinner comes over dinner and breakfast gets Mm -hmm. delivered at the same time you put breakfast in the fridge and then dinner goes up on the floors Mm -hmm. so i'm looking and i'm like all right look y'all i'm getting ready to get out of here everything put away and one of my employees was like pat breakfast ain't here Okay. I'm like, what you mean? What time was breakfast? That has to be mentioned. Breakfast was at 7.30 in the morning. It was that late? Yeah. They had pushed it back. They had pushed, oh, okay, they okay, pushed okay. it back. It used to be 7, but they pushed it back a half an hour mm-hmm. because nursing staff didn't come in until 7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, and I'm like, all right. So, I call over. I'm like, yo, the driver didn't drop breakfast off. Where's Like, where's my food? Oh, so all I hear in the background is, oh, shit. (laughs) So one of the cooks over at the other facility had an emergency and had to leave early. And this cook in particular was responsible for prepping the breakfast. He ain't private. So the breakfast never got prepped. So (laughs) they had to make the breakfast on the fly first thing in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And deliver it to me hot. And then it went right upstairs on the floors. Which was a recipe for disaster. Because how are you going to make my breakfast and deliver it to me hot when it's in a refrigerated truck? (laughs) (laughs) On that note, note, common sense ain't common. That's our our phrase on this podcast. Common sense ain't common. Listen, 
we out of here. That, yeah, yeah, we could talk. Just talking man. about that story is just pissing me off all over again because oh, I drive past that place a lot. And every time I drive past, think about I it. look and I'm like, idiots. Fucking idiots, yo. <laughs> like, what the fuck was y'all thinking? So then the breakfast, of course, was luke lukewarm when he mm-hmm. got there. And you really, did you have something to heat it up there with? The, the ovens and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had to put it back in the oven yeah, you when did. it's like, bruh, come on. All right, y'all. On that note, we out of here. Good talk, man. Good talk. Peace. Peace.